You're listening to episode 24 of the Study Hub on Drive Time. A bit of this and a bit of that. Now, I know so many students around the country have got so much out of Study Hub, but Evelyn O'Rourke, it's the last one tonight. It is. Tissues away now, Cormac. <laughs> I know you're very, very sad. Yeah, it's our last one. You're all very welcome into the final Study Hub programme this evening. And to mark this auspicious occasion, we've created a kind of a teacher-free zone, a free gaff, And we plan on speaking to some friends of the show to find out how they're getting on with the Leaving Cert 2021. And we know it's been a year of twists and turns for the Leaving Cert. It's presented so many challenges to you all. So we thought it might be useful tonight to pause and step back from all that noise and for students who may be feeling a little overwhelmed or a bit tired of all the uncertainty we'll be talking to a young man in a while who I think will help inspire and encourage and lift you up his name is Jack Kavanagh and he has a great story to tell you which I hope, I hope will really help and encourage you all and finally, of course, when you think about the Leaving Cert, you think of one name, and that's Brian Mooney's. And we'll be talking to Brian to get final wrap-up of the Leaving Cert 21. And of course, he'll be delighted to answer any of your last-minute questions. So you can text us in now at 51551. But first, this evening, in case you're late to us here on Study Hub, and only finding us now, really, we've had some excellent teachers on air here, sharing their knowledge and their expertise so generously with us. And to give you a quick reminder of the kind of conversations we've been having here, you can find these and more on our Radio 1 podcast page take a listen yeah you can be the greatest you can be the best you can be the king calm banging on your chest return to the language of the question the specific buzzwords that are in there put in synonyms yes you know what i mean show off this is this is an exercise in showing off at the end of the day The examiner who's correcting it is not there to screw the kid. He's not there to make it hard on the kid. He's there to try and help the kid. What they're really particular about is for students to follow instructions. So my advice is just keep the head down, keep practising. Try and do little and often. Try and have really focused practice sessions. The good news, uh, Evelyn, is that most of the questions that the uh, examiner uh, is going to ask are actually frequently asked questions. Look at the past paper. What I would tell students to do is, on this paper, take your time, pull apart the titles, deconstruct the titles, scrutinise and examine absolutely everything. Their hands will be sore that first day, yeah, for sure. Two and a half hours flies by, it really does, you know, so having good time management and understanding the paper is vital, really. Do your A, your B, and by the time you come to the essay again, your creative juices will have started flowing and maybe you will be able to write that short story. There you go, the exam hall of fame. Thanks to our wonderful teachers there. But now it's time to talk directly to some students who, just like you, are back at the desk at home facing into a few months of hard work. We just wanted to see how they're getting on. And there are just a few of the students we've been talking to during the series of Study Hub when things like accredited grades, for example, were way off in the future in the distance somewhere. We're delighted they've agreed to leave their studies for a few minutes to talk to us this evening. And I want to welcome and say hi to sixth year students, Aaron Murray from Fingal Community College in Dublin, Ellen Clark from St Mary's Nace in Kildare and Orla Coffey joining us from St Angela's School in Cork City. We're going to start with you, Ellen. We spoke to you a few weeks ago when we were all in a bit of a heap about it all, but now we've clarity and a plan. How are you feeling about it all? Hi, Evelyn. How Hi, are you? Ellen. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, doing really well. When new announcements came out with the changes to the paper, it was absolutely great news. Obviously, we're still under a bit of pressure to finish the course, but I think with all the new changes in the exam, there's so much choice. You really can't complain. Like We are feeling a lot more confident to sit at the, the exams now, definitely. 
And at this point, obviously, with the portal that we've covered on the show, you had to make some decisions there about, you know, you're automatically getting your accredited grade, but were you going to sit the exams? What did you decide and what was the kind of mood amongst your friends about decisions? Ellen, are you still with us there? Is Ellen gone from us there? Aaron, are you there? Good evening, Aaron. I am, Evelyn. Thanks for having me back. You listen, you're very welcome. Well, listen, I'll throw that at you. I mean, the big decision was whether or not you were going to go for the exams because you're automatically going to get that accredited grade. What did you decide to do or what kind of was the feeling amongst your colleagues and your friends in school about it all? Yeah, I suppose, first of all, I was I was more than happy to kind of do as I have been doing, you know, keep keep studying away and, and up to sit all, all seven. Um, so happy, now, okay. Um, I just think that we've, we've been given a great opportunity this year um, considering all we've, we've been through so far and mm-hmm. I just thought it was it, it was good you know we, we get a we get two bites of the cherry as they say um, and, and a lot of my friends were, were of the same opinion um, you know whether it took some some convincing from teachers in school to just be like lads you you've had, had it tough so far but sure. you've literally got a great opportunity now to go out and, and show off what you know in, in all your subjects and you're getting your credit grade anyway so I thought it was a no-brainer and Orla, you're joining us from Cork. Good evening to you, Orla. Again, I know, you know, you've big ambitious plans, which is great. You're hoping to get medicine, I think, is the yeah. plan. Um, did you have an oral exam today? Yeah, I did. I had my Irish one today. How did that go for um, you? Well, I had my German one last Saturday, so that definitely like calmed me down for the Irish because I knew <laughs> what to expect and stuff, I suppose. Um, and German I would have been more comfortable with so than the Irish today. Well, it went, it could have gone better, but I was happy enough with it overall. Okay. Now, talk to me again about, you know, this, what's kind of the conversation like amongst you and your friends in terms of the exams and how it's all shaping up? I mean, we're delighted there's clarity now. Are people feeling more reassured, do you think? Definitely, yeah. Um, I suppose it depends what people are going for, um, points-wise and stuff, but mm-hmm. the, the choice on the exam is really just unbelievable. When we heard it first, we were literally just in shock. Um, and then now as well, the time pressure is a big thing. Yeah. So there's no, there's really nothing to lose doing the exams. And that's kind of what everyone feels at the moment. You and might as well just have a go and see how you get on. Sure, because the point is on the day, you get your best result. So in your case, you've registered to do every paper, I think, as an exam. Or is that where you're at at your head yeah, at this point? So yeah, so for accredited grades, like our school was encouraging it, there really was nothing to lose by not just ticking a box. Sure. So the option is there for me, but I'm, I might just take six out of seven, but okay. I'm not completely sure yet. Okay, well, you've got time on your side. Ellen, I think you're back with us. Are you there, Ellen? Yes, I'm back now. <laughs> the excitement of being on air, the whole thing fell <laughs> apart. Listen, Ellen, I was asking you about your decisions. You're, you've got your eye on computer science in Trinity. Um, yes. And in your case, with the exams, what did you decide to do about registering for exams? Did you go for a few, for many? What did you decide? So I've decided not to sit my ordinary level Irish because I'm not counting that in like my points. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sitting English just because it's not my highest subject. And I think I can rely on the accredited grade and put my, my extra time into the other subjects to try to get the H1s and those. So you're carrying a lot of science subjects. Yes, definitely. All three sciences. And how do you feel about how those papers are shaping up now? Because I have to say, sitting here night after night with the teachers, I mean, they keep saying to me, there's a time, you know, this is the gift of time for these students. Finally, there's a bonus (laughs) to being in this Leaving Cert class. Like, the biology exam is absolutely amazing. The choice is absolutely incredible, honestly. (laughs) Physics again, physics is great. Loads of choice. Chemistry, not as much change as we were expecting. Okay. But then again, we will have to learn the entire course. And I guess anyone really who studies chemistry 
is one of those people who will just go and learn everything and hope everything goes well in the day. This is the best girls in the class situation. Aaron, I'm intrigued. Tell me about the Harrington Scholarship in Maynooth. What's all that about? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a passionate golfer, amongst other things. And um, yeah, the opportunity arose um, during the year to apply for the Padre Harrington Golf or the Paddy Harrington Golf Scholarship wow. in Maynooth. And um, yeah, I thought it's a fantastic option. It's something I'm I'm really hoping I get the chance to do. So the plan is you get the scholarship and then you choose the course that you know you for the course that you want type of thing. So it sees you right through your college t- years. Of course, yeah. So I'd like to do business and Spanish uh, through arts. And, you know, fingers crossed, I get the scholarship and it gives me a great opportunity to combine um, combine playing golf um, at a pretty high level and um, studying away and getting my um, my degree. And come here to me, you're missing the golf courses. Oh, big time. Evan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can imagine. It's torturous. I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky I've got a putting green at the back garden. So that's wow. been kind of keeping me sane. But big time, I've been missing it. And in terms of, again, of your pals, like how are people feeling about the Leaving Cert at this point? I mean, you know, are you going to miss out on bits of graduation things, do you think? You know, how how is it all shaping up being a sixth year in 2021? Well, I suppose I think over the last couple of weeks, everyone's become a little bit happier. Like we, mm. uh, you know, as as I suppose you and, and Ellen and Orla have said, mm. we've, despite everything we've gone through this so far, we actually seem to have I've got a really great outcome and we've got a great chance um, mm-hmm. to kind of to do well. So leave insert wise, everyone is way happier. I suppose everyone's still hoping that we get a graduation and, and that we get to go to Debs. Like, of, of course, that would be fantastic. But if nothing else, we've we know that we've got a good opportunity with our leave insert. And look, it's 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 the most important thing at the end of the day, you know. And, you know, you'll be back on a golf course soon. It should be great. Orla, can I ask you in terms of your friends and the conversations about the knock on effect of the exams being generous? I mean, on the one hand, it's a, such a great thing that, you know, you can go in and show off your best, you know, because there's a bit more time. But what do people what are the concerns around it for your friends? Yeah, I suppose in an ideal world, we could all just move up a few grades, all get H1s and 2s, but not quite. Um, there's a bit of an issue of the bell curve, which we have to fall into. So I suppose just a bit of a, a worry in the background of marking schemes being harder or mm. some other sort of compensation that will dis- yeah. discriminate between students then, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And Ellen, you as well, you were saying for some of your friends, look, you welcome these new amended papers, but you know, people are thinking about August. Yeah, like, the, I guess the problem is if the points shoot up for all the courses, but I guess we just have to be positive right now. We won't know that until August and we just have to keep the heads down, not really think about the what if. No, that's probably a good plan. Are you delighted to be kind of back in school? I spoke to a few of you a few weeks ago. It seemed that you're happy to be back in that routine and you've one more full month of, of school life ahead of you when you go back after Easter. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's great. I honestly miss it to be out for the, the next two weeks. Like, it's it's really great to be back and it's such a good social aspect to it as well. Like, it's great to be back with your friends. Absolutely. Well, listen, Ellen, I wish you the best of luck. Orla, for you, you so how, how is the YouTube career going? You're still blogging or vlogging away? I am, yeah. Almost at 2,000 subscribers now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking full credit for that. <laughs> so you and Ellen are both vlogging, which is brilliant. Listen, Orla, coffee, the best of luck to you as well down at St. Angeles in Cork. And Aaron, I'm so impressed by the golfing uh, career there. We wish you the absolute best of luck as well from Fingal Community College. Uh, gosh, what a bunch of students. Well, now we know that um, it's been a really tricky and toughy, tough time for Leaving Cert students with all the uncertainty and the chopping and the changing and the rumours and the speculation. And as this is our last show, 
show, we thought it might be useful to get a few words of encouragement and advice from a young man called Jack Kavanagh, who knows a thing or two about resilience, courage and coping strategies. Because when Jack was a 20-year-old student of pharmacy in Trinity College in Dublin, he suffered a spinal cord injury in 2012 from a swimming accident which left him paralysed from the armpits down. He's rebuilt his life, though, and 13 months later, Jack returned to college and has continued to encourage and inspire people with his unique perspective on life's challenges. Nowadays, he wears many, many hats. I can't even keep up. I was trying to get the list. He's a health professional, pharmacist, podcaster with his podcast, Only Human, public speaker and performance and resilience coach focused on working and supporting young people. And a few years ago, made a documentary called Breaking Boundaries, following his adventures across America. Here you'll get a little flavour of this deeply impressive young man. I've worked to be in the best possible physical conditions I can be in. And I've, I've worked as hard as I can to be the best that I can be. Like, I've, I've gotten to a point where I actually don't know what it is to relax anymore. Because I've gotten so entranced with getting back to normal. I want to be in control of me, steering my life back to a normal path. Jack Kavanagh, you are so welcome to the show this evening. Thank you very much, Evelyn. I'm <laughs> delighted to be here. Well, look, we know it's been a really tough year for Leaving Cert students and you love talking to young people, right? So what do you say to people like the students we had there, you know, who've had that kind of big year, maybe feeling a bit lost after months and months of upheaval? What's your message to them? <laughs> well, I would say you're not the only ones. Um, <laughs> the adults are feeling that way as well. And 100%. I'm just listening to the incredible young people that were, were just on air, um, Alan, Ellen and Orla. And, um, you know, young people are inspiring mm-hmm. us as, as much as they're looking to us to lead the way. And the young people that we're seeing have experienced so much upheaval in so many parts of their lives over the last year. But you can hear the hope shining through the subtle things like getting back in contact with their friends over the last little while. They're the things that will pull us through. And I remember back when I was doing my own Leaving Cert, it's a huge deal and it's made to be a huge deal. But actually, the results are actually just the tiniest part of who you are as a person. And we hear that with the variety of things that all of the people that were on just before me have going in in their lives that really make them who they are. And so I would say that whilst the exams seem like they're uh, an overwhelming priority at the moment, don't forget that they only are a small part of who you are. Now, you describe yourself, and I love this phrase, as an optimistic realist, which sounds kind of like the perfect mindset for a Leaving Cert student. But describe to me, like, tell me more about what that term means to you. Yeah, so this is an approach that I really try to adopt in in everything that I come in, ter- in contact with in my life. And optimistic realism is really about facing reality as it is, you know. At the moment and over the past year, uh, uh, plus we now, we've we faced all sorts of setbacks, challenges, adversities in different ways, big and small. And these are the realities of our life and they're uncomfortable and they're often uh, imperfect. As much as we see online the perfect lives that everyone is living, the reality is imperfect and uncomfortable at times. And so optimistic realism faces the reality of that 
And then it says, well, how can I be optimistic about it? And this isn't about happy, clappy positivity. What it is, is, is about saying, what is one step that I can take to move forward in a constructive way? It's what's the smallest next thing that I can do to build a little bit of momentum. It's about saying, what is one thing that I can uh, do in the next five minutes, in the next hour or today that will be helpful in moving me towards where I want to go or in helping me control something that I can control in this situation. And so that level of optimistic realism um, is really about facing reality and then taking or choosing rather an optimistic lens to it. One of the things that occurred to me was how obviously young you were when your your accident happened. You were just 20. You were young, but your friends around you were young too. And when you look back, what do you think about the importance, say, of school friendships, for example, that were suddenly tested for you? We need to nurture those friendships, you know, not get just get so hung up in the leaving cert. And this year, for this class of 2021, they're not getting maybe the usual stuff, the graduations and bits to put all that together. What would you say to people about those precious friendships that maybe have had a, a tough old year? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more when you use the word nurture, because you look, you alluded to my backstory and there was seven of my best friends on the beach with me that day when I had the accident. And I only realized and as a group, we only realized the strength and importance of those relationships when when we were all faced with a challenging scenario. And the thing is, is those relationships were nurtured little by little day day in day out over the course of our years in school and what I would say to young people today is I know that we are physically distanced from each other but it does not mean that we're socially distanced and I this is language that is important I think we've been asked to socially distance but really what uh, it means is that we're asked to be physically distanced from each other and so maintaining those relationships um those social relationships is so important and you can hear the value. I think it was Orla talking about it prior to me is that just how enjoyable it has been for Mm -hmm. the students getting back in and seeing each other and the level of optimism that that brings, the level of hope that that brings, the level of normalcy to realize that, God, I'm not the only one. Yes. And it's the people around us in all of the studies in in psychology and it's the people around us that um, really help us to navigate uh, the hard times in our life and generally the best times in our life are also involving people it's rarely just stuff that we do alone it's who we bring along with us for the ride or who's there so nurturing those relationships is vital Jack, I'm so sorry we're running out of time because you've so much to say, but I'm sure so many people will have got a lot out of what you shared with us this evening. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us on the Study Hub this evening. Uh, that's Jack Cavanagh there. And if you want to find out more about this, as I said, deeply impressive young man, you can check out jackcavanagh.com and listen to his podcast, Only Human. Now, before we sign off for this run of the Study Hub, though, we kind of have to really check in with Brian Mooney, Guidance Counselor and Education Columnist at the Irish Times, one more time. Brian, good evening to you. Good evening to you, Eldon. Before we do anything, can I just thank you on behalf of everybody for the incredible job you've done in supporting <laughs> the students over the last couple of months? Oh, well, you're mortifying me now, Bron. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. But moving on, the orals and musical practicals taking place this week and next. Like, it's really up and running now. It, how are they going? Like, how's it all going in terms of the, the workings out, the logistics of it and from people you've been talking to? You know, 
spoken to the state exams. They are absolutely happy with it. It's running smoothly. There are no glitches. Students, are, as you heard, are doing it today. There's more orals next week, and the musical practicals are taking place as well. So from that perspective, everything seems to be working well, and obviously students are working over the Easter and looking forward to getting back to meet their teachers on the 12th of April. Now, a lot of students are continuing to weigh up how many exams they'll do, and we had that conversation with our students even earlier in the Mm. programme this evening, and interesting how they're figuring out which ones they'll actually do the exam in and that kind of thing. Mm. It seems the message from schools, though, was very strong from the start. Please register for exams this is a good way to go. Give yourself the option. Um, but you are saying, look, you have an interesting piece of advice for those who are taking the grades and the level they intend to be assessed at. Would you talk to me a little bit about that, about how they can, the conversations they should have well, with teachers about the yeah. best level to be assessed at? Okay, as you know, you cannot discuss with teachers the grades they may be considering giving you on the assessed grades, but you can and should talk to your teachers when you get back after the 12th as to what level they advise you to take for the assessed grade process. Now, if a teacher is telling you they advise you to go from higher to ordinary, that is code for, well, if you take the higher, you mightn't get the, the pass level, which might be very detrimental if, if, if it meant, you know, that you weren't passing a subject that was a minimum entry requirement. So talk to your teachers about the level, and you will get the opportunity at the end of April and the beginning of May to finally decide the level at which you will be assessed in the assessed grade process. You have until the 14th of May to give any last pieces of work that your teachers asked you that they may consider for the purposes of their assessment. And then the teachers themselves will be getting into a preparatory process and that, that will be submitted to the Department or sorry, to the State Exams Commission by the 3rd of June. You still have the freedom to decide the level that you actually take the written paper on right up to the moment when it's handed to you by the invigilator in the exam. And I would say, to support what Ellen and Arne and Aurora were saying earlier, I would absolutely encourage students to take as many written papers as possible. Because in the end of the day, if you're looking at high-point CAO courses, it's not necessarily whether you make a particular target. It's whether you make it. But if others achieve higher grades, and the only way you can control what you get is by sitting the written papers, then by the higher grades, the points will increase. So anybody who's doing the Leaving Cert this year has that under their control. Previous year students don't, and that's another issue. But if you are doing the Leaving Cert this year, I would strongly advise you, and the State Exams Commission would strongly advise you, take as many written papers as possible, because that way you are in control of the process. The papers are going to be easier, as the students are saying. We have no way of knowing how that is going to impact the overall bell curve or whatever when those results land in August. And if they increase points considerably, then obviously that, therefore, could mean that you might be happy with what you got from your assessed grade in terms of your overall results, but it mightn't actually get you the course you want. So your advice remains, do the exams where possible, take the accredited grades and just see what the best is. Don't just rely on grades. You will get the best. But the bottom line is, if you think, I think I'll get the best out of the assessed grade, that might make you happy. But suddenly, if very good grades come in in August those grades are then added because everybody's going to get the best grade of the assessed or nobody goes down so you can only go up so effectively (laughs) if you if a group go up they end up getting better grades and where does that leave you listen brian mooney thank you so much for joining us this evening and with your sage advice as everyone as we come to a close here on the study hub and lock the doors for the last time into the study hub i just wanted to say huge thanks to our colleagues researcher andrew fleming who's originally from new zealand which means that andrew didn't actually get to do the leaving search himself back in the day so having spent the last few months digging deep into so many subjects we think that he's earned an honorary leaving cert we reckon he'd ace it so we'd like to award him that tonight also huge thanks to our producer kieran o'burn who has excelled at finding 
some of our quirkiest music tracks amongst other gems in the programme and to Tom Donnelly who kicked off this series with me our colleagues in RT Learn who've supported us all the way and to Cormac Sarah and the whole team at Drive Time who've always made us so welcome into studio with a particular thanks to the series producer Elaine Devlin and finally thanks to you, the students and listeners for tuning in and downloading in your thousands huge buckets of luck on your leaving search don't forget that the podcast will be available for you right up until the exam so do check them out and I think we will all remember the class of 2021 you will go down in history and you know that's not a bad thing Ihwa Agaslan